The Rebbe says that in connection between the Shei Yisrael, the Yiddish women, and the miracle of Purim, even though the Gemara says women are obligated in the Megillah because they too were part of the miracle, similar to Hanukkah, that women are chayiv in their Hanukkah because they too were part of the miracle, which sounds as if they're secondary. However, from the whole story of the Megillah, we see the emphasis, how much Esther is connected specifically to the miracle, and as it says, Esther she is the one that writes down the whole Megillah, etc. To such an extent that we find in Maimarim of Chassidus, in regards to the conduct of Esther, that she did everything without even taking counsel from Mordechai. And the Rebbe says, seemingly, it's not understood. The name Esther, we know, is related to the concealment. That seems to be saying it's a time that's not so clear what needs to be done and what shouldn't be done. If that's the case, in that sort of situation, surely Esther should go ask and clarify the opinion of Mordechai and not do things on her own, as it's explained in these memoriam. So what it says is that since she is the Akeres Habayis, she is, since she is the mainstay of the house, all the things of the house and the world are sort of connected to her. And her husband Mordechai, as the Pasuk says, that her husband trusts her, Mordechai trusts her, that surely she wouldn't do anything inappropriate, and therefore she goes ahead and does everything on her own. The Hayrah says that for our times, that when there is a situation of haster, haster, when there's a double darkness in the time of Golos, there are certain things that the women have to go ahead and do on their own, and on the contrary, the husband has to go ahead and do as the woman sees fit in those particular inyanim. And the Rebbe explains, there are certain things in the running of the household that the husband, since he is sort of outside of that, he thinks that there are some things that are extremely important for the house, for the so that the house should be able to continue in the way it is, for shalom bias, for the education of the children, and because of this he may give up on some very, very important things, because he thinks that it's these things are, that there is a specific need for these finances or these money for certain things in the house. However, the woman, since she's part of, and she's inside running the house, she knows that a number of these things are actually not that important, and therefore the husband should actually go ahead and listen to her. And generally the idea is that anything that is really connected to the running of the house, the husband has to take into consideration the Akeris Abais, who is standing strong and saying that we could give up on some of the secondary things for the benefit of things that are really important and that really matter. And she is the one that really knows in regards to Gashmias, the things and Gashmias, Sheba Gashmias, which things we can really forego for the benefit of the Ruchnias, the things or the Ruchnias, Sheba Gashmias, the things, knowing that if we give up on some of these things, it surely will not hurt the Shalom bias and the expansion and the comfort of the house, but on the contrary, it will actually help along. Now, it's obvious, says the Rebbe, that. Um, you can't give general rules, not everything is equal in this particular area, but the general idea is that from the money that's earned for the income of the house, the first thing you have to put away and you have to set aside money and the things that are needed for the chinuch of the children, of the sons and the daughters to go in the way of Torah and mitzvahs. And obviously not just to suffice with learning two or four hours a day, but kol ha-marbariz and the more the better. 
and the rest is used for the needs of the house. Point number two, we need to try as much as possible that the involvement of the husband in Parnassah should be in a way that there's still plenty of time for him to learn Torah, enough according to what Torah demands of him, so that even though, yes, He's involved in Parnassah, but he'll be less involved in Parnassah and learning Torah more. And in this case, the Rebbe says, In other words, the more Torah, whatever is possible, the better. It's possible, says the Rebbe, that the husband, since he is sort of out of the picture of the actual running of the house, he might make a mistake and think that certain um, if the money is needed for the expenses of the household, and he thinks that his family won't be ready to forego on these things. But the wife, since she's really inside the matter, she could go ahead and explain to her husband that all of these things are secondary and she could go ahead and demand of him not to give up on matters of Torah and mitzvahs for other petty things. Says the Rebbe, another thing the woman has to know is that the real success in running the household is if she sets aside time every single day, at least a few moments, to take interest and to help her friends in matters of Yiddishkeit, even in Gashmiyazdika things, because the Gashmiyaz of another person is for this person that's helping is Ruchniyaz. Because when you're doing a favor and a Gemilus Chesed to a Yid Gashmiyaz, even though it's regarding his physical things, but for you it's Ruchniyaz because you are fulfilling the mitzvah of Yahavta Lerecha Kamoicha, which is a Klal Gadol B'Toyra, which is of course Ruchniyaz Sheber Ruchniyaz. And in the merit of the woman giving up from her time every single day, a moment or more than that, to do another person a favor, Begashmiyaz, and especially Beruchniyaz, to any Yid, man or woman, because regarding everyone it says, Hashem, Hashem loves every single Yid. And the Baal Shem Tev explains that this is similar to the love that parents have for a Ben Yochid. So in this marriage, the Abishta will surely pay her back her reward many times over in everything that's connected in running the house. Says the Rebbe to point out another thing, that this idea that a Yiddish woman has to go ahead and try to do everything for her friends is also one of the heroes of Purim. Esther Amalko, being in the palace, she wasn't lacking anything. Needless to say, she wasn't lacking Gashmiyaz. But even in matters of Yiddishkeit, she was able to do whatever she wanted. The Chazal tell us, the Gemara says on the Pasuk Vez, Sheva Hano Oroyz, she had these seven maidservants, that, that she would use them to count the days of Shabbos. So the one that there was one that uh, that worked for her on Sunday and Monday, etc., and she named them each one according to the days of the week. And then when the maidservant of Shabbos would come, she would know today is Shabbos. So if she was able to keep Shabbos and similar things, even at the time when she was yet to come to the king, at the time when she was preparing to go to the king, how much more so when she's actually the queen? of the king that rules from Hoidu to Kush on 127 countries, how much more so she was able to fulfill Torah and Mitzvahs. And nevertheless, although she has all these comforts, but Gashmis and Beruchniyas, but when she's told about Exeira, that is affecting other Yidin, she puts herself in danger to go and do whatever she can for them. If you speak logically, seemingly, this doesn't make sense. The Megillah says that when Mordechai, she tells Mordechai that everyone knows that anybody that comes to the king uninvited, so chas v'sholem, they're going to be killed unless the king stretches out his scepter 
and I wasn't called to the king already for 30 days. In other words, that somehow she's not finding favor in the eyes of the king. So going to the king not only wanted help saving the Yidden, but furthermore, she could actually get lost herself. She might get, she might get herself killed. And nevertheless, that's only if you go based on logic. But when speaking about saving another year, there's no room for any of these calculations. The connection of one year to the other, is a feeling in the heart. And just like when one loves himself, has nothing to do with a logical calculation. Rather, this is what he feels. This is part of his love for himself. In a similar way, is the love for each and every year. And therefore, when going and discussing the saving of all B'nai Yisrael, there's no room for any calculations. Rather, you do everything, even if it's a doubt whether it will help anything you could do to help another Yid. And then the Abish tells that all doubts are gone, and the effort that you put in are successful. As in the story of the Megillah, that not only Esther herself remains complete, but she manages to save all the Yidden, in addition to the fact that she herself goes up in a higher level than she was earlier, as it says in the Megillah, how Achashverish gives over to Haman, the house of, to Achashverish gives over to Esther Amalka, the house of Haman, etc. Says the Rebbe, this is the Ayurah that we learn from the general story of the Megillah in, regard, regard, in, in connection to our days, for all times and all places, even in a time of trouble, etc. The great power of the Akeris Habayis, even more than the husband, as just explained. And within this itself, this is both in regards to running her own house, as well as helping other Yidin. That, not only it doesn't take away, but on the contrary, it actually helps her and strengthens her own um, situation in her house, and most important thing is that all the matters of her house will be batzlacha, and she'll be able to raise her sons and her daughters together with her husband. Will raise them all.